Okay, good morning, everyone. Good to see you. We will not allow technology to frustrate us. <laughs> okay, it's good to good to see you. I'm good to see uh, uh, the screen that says Zoom is having an outage. If you can't hear, please dial in audio 3101715-8592, which if you can't hear, you didn't hear me give you that instruction. Um, okay, we're, we're, we're at Perek Vav, Pasuk Yud Gimel, and um, we uh, are here, the, the beginning of Parshas Noach, it describes how the world was corrupted, destroyed, Hashem saw the earth, and behold, it was Nishchas, it was corrupted slash destroyed. And God says to Noach, okay, it's first communication to Noach, first time. The end of all flesh comes before me, has come before me, because the earth is filled with chamas from before them. Behold, I'm going to destroy them with the land or from the land. What's the, what's the thing here that is described? The, the, this is a famous Pasuk where the blame or the cause of the Mabul is pinned specifically on the Chamas, on the theft. As Rashi says, What sealed their fate was Gezel, was theft. That's what did them in. After all is said and done, they, there was all kinds of things. In fact, the previous Rashi quotes a Medrash, which is not here, but is in the end of Parshas Bereshis, where it says, and the Gears of Rashi, which we have, but it doesn't seem to be correct uh, in the Medrash that Rashi is quoting. Where we find immorality and idol worship, a plague comes to the world, and it kills the good and the bad. It kills, so to speak, indiscriminately. So that's what he had to, that's what, he, that's what it describes. And then the next thing it says, that because uh, the land was filled with Hamas, they were only... Their fate was only sealed because of Gezel. So commentaries you know, deal with this. What, what is the combination of the two? Maybe what triggers the, the, the problem is the Gezel. As we saw, Gezel was the lack of peace between people. Gezel was people complaining about what other people were doing to them. These are all triggers for the Din. But once the Din comes, it brings a plague, and the plague is in a corrupted atmosphere where there's Nus, where there's immorality, maybe there's Avodazara too, and therefore it's going to destroy everything. That's why Nayak has to go to the Teva to be able to, to, to escape it. And behold, I'm going to destroy them, Esoretz can mean with the land, like Ito, the Hebrew word Ito, or or I'm destroying them from the land. I'm going to remove them from the land. Rashi brings with the land, even the three tfachim, even the three fist breaths, that the plow blade enters the ground was also washed away. And of course, the way that is expressed is that the idea is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, or what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing is, anything which was affected by human beings, and even if it's below the ground, but if the technolo- technological, the manufacturing, the, the plowing, if it reached there, anything which was touched by the human beings of the Dara Mabel was corrupted and needed therefore to be restarted. And needed therefore to be restarted. So that's uh, that's uh, that's the image, that's the way that's the way it is. That's the way it's it's it it comes across. What I would like to um, to um, to explore with you this morning is the uh, the um, the term that begins the Pasuk, Kates Kolbasar Balafanai. The Kates of all flesh has come before me. What does that mean? The Kates. A Kates is sometimes, you know, like the term Kitzvah, a fixed limit. What does Kates Kolbasar Balafanai mean here in this Pasuk? There's a variety of explanations which are which are which are found here. And uh, I want to start with them before we go and learn something which is very profound, which is implied in this, in this idea of Kate's Kolbasar. 
I want to start with the Radak. It's their time that they should be destroyed. In other words, Kate's Kolbosar means, sorry, they're at the end of the rope. Not a preset time, but a time, an end, which is based on what I see in front of me now. I, alternatively, Alternatively, it's the end limit that I gave them, as we wrote. Now, what, is, uh, what does that mean, the end limit that I gave them, you know, as we wrote? What's that, uh, what's that end limit? So, if you remember back in Parshas Bereshis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I'm going to give them 120, I'm going to give them 120 years. I can't, uh, I can't keep going like this any longer. I can't keep going like this anymore to just, you know, have it as, a, as an unending thing, right? So if that's the case, HaKadosh Baruch was giving them 120 years to, to change their minds, and let's see what happens. Now, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he's speaking to Nayach, he says, Kate Kolbosar Lefalafanai, the end point is here. So that would sound like he's giving the instruction now in the, in the Mabul at the end of the 120 years. He'll be giving the Mabul at the end of 120 years, which, of course, we know that the traditional understanding of Chazal is that Noach was given the instruction 120 years before. And he was busy building the mob, the teva for 120 years, and that way he was giving them a chance to be warned. But Kate's kolbasar bolafani, what could mean even with that time limit is, I'm going to give them now a last time limit of 120 years. This is the kitzva, this is the frame of time that I'm giving you. The radak says, but they didn't do tshuva; they only did they only did worse. Okay, so that's uh, that's the way uh, he um, he understands. Kates could perhaps also mean uh, the ramifications, you know, the consequences of what they uh, uh, what what they have done. And many seem to understand in the simple pshat in the pasuk that this pasuk was said at the conclusion of the hundred and twenty years. Kate's kolbasar bolafani, which would be again a an, an important difference from what we're used to, where we believe that the mabul actually gave them a hundred and uh, that Hashem actually gave them hundred and twenty years to build the teva, which was part of it. And here is the first time that we have Noach being instructed about the construction of the teva. So that's one way to understand Kate's kolbasar bolafani that that's the end, the time limits. Or just the the patience limit with with what they are doing, and therefore they deserve to be destroyed. However, we need to look at this and and examine this the terminology more closely, and understand the idea here more closely. Kates kolbosar ba lefonai. Kates kolbosar ba lefonai. The end of all flesh has has uh, has come before me what's the kates what's the kates when you think about the kates okay so perhaps this morning when you were davening you started and you said yishlach lekates hayamin mishichenu lifdais mechake kates yeshua soi right in yidal the penultimate line the second to last line refers twice to the Kates, and it's very, very positive. It's about Mashiach. Mashiach is the Kates. He will send Lekates Hayamin to the end of, at the end of days, we'll translate it like now, right now, like that. He'll send at the end of days our Mashiach to, to redeem those who are Mechake, who await Kates Yeshua the end, which is his salvation, the set date for his salvation. So Kates, can mean an end, but it could be a happy ending, not a dismal ending. And over here, the Pasuk says, Kates kolbosar bolafani, the end of all flesh is coming before me. I'm going to destroy them with the world. That's a very ominous ending. Which one is it? What's the term Kates refer to? Maybe it refers to both. Maybe you could mean this or that. And we know, of course, 
that we've mentioned before and we will continue uh, to mention, Bezos Hashem, as we learn, that Noach represented a possible, a possible turning point that could have gone one way or the other way. Noach brought the waters of the Mabel came onto the world. And the waters of the Mabel were waters of horrible destruction. But maybe Noach is to some degree related to Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? We found ideas before and we'll continue to see that maybe the waters that would have come to the world could have been the water of the Torah. Noach was born circumcised. Remember we saw? Why did they name him when his name came out, Noach? And he said, oh, this one will bring us comfort from all the torment that we have. And we said, oops, did he actually bring them comfort? Well, they thought he was going to bring them comfort because he was born mohol. He was born circumcised, exactly like Moshe Rabbeinu. Noach had the potential to be the one to bring the waters of Torah down, right? What do you say? What did you say Friday night? What do you say on Shabbos, on the days when we when we actually would read the Torah and put back the Torah and the Aron Kodesh, what would we say? We'd say, Mizmor L'David, right? We say it still Friday night. Kel Hashem al the voice of Hashem is over the waters. Kel HaKoved Hirim, Kel Hashem Ba'Koyach, Kel Hashem Ba'Odor, Kel Hashem Shevei Arozim, Ha'yishabe Hashem Esarzi Alvonin. Where did you hear the Kel Hashem, the voice of Hashem? We heard the voice of Hashem at our Sinai. That's the one time the whole world heard the voice of Hashem. And yet we speak about Hashem's voice on the waters. Hashem la Mabul Yoshev Hashem settled at the Mabul. Because the Mabul was a time when potentially it could have been the sound of the voice of Hashem in a positive sense coming to be revealed. Instead, it was the sound of Hashem with a thunderclap of destruction. Hashem's voice, Hashem's presence can appear different ways. And I want to show you here the extent to which this ambiguity is present. We're going to start from a medrash, which is more of a non-mystical source of medrash, but this one will still, will still, you'll see, will go both ways. There's a medrash called the Psikta de Rav Kahana. It's comprised of a number of drushes for significant shabbosas. And he has a drosha on Vatoymer Tzioin Azavani Hashem Hashem Shechechani, which is on the Haftorah of Parshas Ekev. In fact, the whole series of these drushas are drushas for the three Parshios of Puranus, the three weeks, followed by the seven Haftorahs of Consolation. And in this one, he says as follows. If I forget Yerushalayim, I will forget my right hand. Barkapora said, Your end is, my end is in your hands, and your end is in my hands. Kitsi biyadcha, my end is in your hands. V'ram levavecha v'shachachta Hashem aleikecha. As the pasuk says in Vorim, your heart will rise with arrogance and you will forget Hashem. Kitscha biyadi, your end is in my hand. Imeshkachech Yerushalayim tishkachimini. If I forget Yerushalayim, I will forget my right hand. These are two opposites. One is in the time of prosperity of the Jewish people, and we forget about Hashem. One is the, at the time of dismal difficulty for the Jewish people, and we can't forget about Hashem. We won't forget. Right? You could have forgetting of Hashem, and you could have never forgetting Hashem. Never, if I forget Yerushalayim, I will forget my right hand. Rav Nisim. If I forget Yerushalayim, my right hand will be will forget to perform miracles. When the enemies overcame and they entered Yerushalayim as a result of our sins, and they took the strong and mighty ones of the Jewish people and they tied their hands behind their backs. 
Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu, The Pasuk says, I am with them in their difficulty. My children are in anguish and I am easy. And then it quotes the Pasuk in Eicha remarkably, where it says Hashem put his right hand behind him because of the enemy. Meaning, you tied the hands of the mighty of the Jewish people. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I tie my hands as well behind my back. When we are weakened, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in the world is weakened as well. Daniel. And in the end, he revealed this to Daniel. What does it say to Daniel? V'ato lech l'keitz. Omar He says, go to the end. He says, what, I have to give my accounting? A scary ending? Omar You'll rest. Omar Do I want to rest? Do I want to go to sleep forever? Omar You will stand. You will stand. You will rise again. Omar Lefanov, Ribaino Elamim. He said, Ribaino Shalom, in me, with whom? Imatadikim, Imarishoyim, with the righteous or with the wicked. You're telling me I'm going to rise again with the righteous or with the wicked. Because the Pasuk speaks about people being brought out of the grave for glory and people being brought out for shame. Omar Le Legoy Rolcha, for your lot, Imatadikim Kiyotibach with the righteous who are like you. Omar le Amosai says, when? Omar le leketz hayomin. Leketz hayomin. Omar lefon of Rebbeinu leketz hayomim. O leketz hayomim. O so hayimin. Shehoisa mishubedes. Is it the end of days? Or is it the end of that right hand that was tied behind your back? Which one is it? Is it the end of days? Is it doomsday? Or is it, in fact, revelation day? HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I will render myself, so to speak, as if I'm powerless. I'll tie my right hand of strength behind my back when the tzaddikim are suffering. You say I'm going to arise, l'keitz hayamin. Does that mean at the end of days, at doomsday? Or when you will stop having your right hand tied behind your back, and you're going to reveal yourself in your full glory. Gualti b'ni, gualti yamini. I revealed my, I've redeemed my sons, I've redeemed my right hand. Let your right hand be saved, and you'll respond to me. Okay, Omar Dov l'ifnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as long as the Jewish people are suffering, they're in poverty, they're oppressed, it's as if Hashem's right hand is enslaved. And it goes on to speak about this, uh, uh, this idea, and it brings the beautiful Pasuk. Right? A sound of song and salvation in the tents of the righteous. Yemin Hashem Yemin Hashem Yemini Asida Lasa Islachem Kola Anisimoela. My right hand will do all of these miracles for you. My right hand will be uncovered and it will perform all of these miracles for you. Kate's Hayomin. What is going on over here? Are you confused? I mean about this. I'm just. I know. I know we're all confused, but I mean about what I'm talking about here. So, what, what? What? What's going on? So let me read to you here the last psukim of the Navi Daniel, of the of the. I shouldn't say of the of the psuk of Sefer Daniel, Daniel's in Ksuvit. The last words in Daniel happen to be words which we also will say at a cemetery, when we end the funeral. Go to the end, rest, and arise to your lot. So what does that mean? So again, it's positive. You'll go, you'll rest in your resting place. 
and you'll arise to take your portion with the righteous, Lekeitz Hayamin. Writes Rashi in Daniel, Kemoi Ba'achris Hayamin, like at the end of days. Ve'in Lefarish Hayamin Loshen Yad Hayamonis. He says, don't say Yamin means the right hand. Rashi brings that this Yamin is like Yamim. Sometimes you have a Nun replacing a Mem. Chitin or Chitim. Right? Like you, you have uh, Malchin or Malochim. Okay, now here also, Ketz Hayamin is Ketz Hayamim. The end of days, which is the way you would always do it. And I would say, by the way, many people, when they say Yigdal, what do they say? Yishlach leketz hayomim mishicheinu. Hashem will send at the end of days our Mashiach. It's not what it says in the Siddur. It says leketz hayomim, just like here. Okay, so it's leketz hayomim, which means leketz hayomim. It's just a grammatical term. That he uses yamin as opposed to yamin. In the in in many editions of the Rashi and Daniel, whoever wrote this, we don't know exactly, but there's a there's a note which says, you know, Rashi says that here, but you have to look at another Rashi. Two other Rashis, one in Meseches Psachim, one in Meseches Sanhedrin. In both places, it invokes the Kate Hayamin, and listen to what Rashi says in both of those places. Here's a Rashi in Psochim Dafnun Vavamadalaf. And it's in the midst of a very famous story. Bikesh Yaakov Legaloi says Hakates. Yaakov wanted to reveal the end to his children. Remember? Yaakov Avinu is assembling his children around his bed. He's at the end of his life. And he says, Heyosfu Vagidelachem Esashikraschem be Acharis Hayomim. Gather, I want to tell you what's going to happen to you at the end of days. The end of days. So what do we say? We say Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal the end of days, when that was going to be to his children. However, he suddenly blanked. And he wasn't able to. This is the Gemara. Rashi brings it in Chomesh. This is the Gemara in Psachim. Yaakov wanted to reveal to his sons the end of the Yomin, right? which could mean the end of days. Right? But we'll see Rashi here momentarily. And the Shechina left him. He couldn't tell them. Omer, he said, Maybe one of my children is not worthy, and therefore I don't have it all together, and therefore I can't reveal it. Kavram, who had a Yishmuel, and Yitzchak, who had an Esav. Omer leibon of Shema Yisrael Hashem alakeinu Hashem echad. Shem sheim belibcha elechad, kachem libeinu elechad. Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. You have one God in your heart, we have one God in our heart. We're all faithful. And that's when Yaakov Inu said, Baruch Shem Kavayit. Okay, that's what this Gemara is famous for. But what does it say? Yaakov wanted to reveal to his children Kate's Hayomin, which is the same phrase that's found at the end of the book of Daniel. But what's Kate's Hayomin? It's Kate's Hayomim. So Rashi in Daniel said Yomin is another way to say Yomim. That's not what Rashi says here. Listen to what Rashi says here in Meseches Psachim. It's in the first wide line of Rashi and the Gemara Kate's Hayomin. Sheyachzir Yeminai Lefanov. He will bring his right hand back in front of him. And he quotes that Pasuk in Eicha, where it says that he turned his right hand to the behind him because of the enemy. Because he was concerned with the enemy, because he was, uh, you know, in the face of the enemy, so he turned his right hand behind his back. He rendered himself, so to speak, as if he was powerless. But Ketz HaYomin is when the right hand comes back to do the right thing. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu will do at the end of days. He will come back in force. What does it say by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? 
by the Shir Asayam. Yemincha Hashem Nadari Bakayach. Your right hand Hashem, it is glorified in its strength. Yemincha Hashem Tiratayev. Your right hand Hashem, it uproots, it destroys the enemy. That's Geula. Geula is when Hashem's right hand becomes revealed. Yiketz Hayamin is when it's the end of that period where the right hand is rendered, you know, not powerful. That's the revelation. And, and, right? That's, in a certain sense, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. Imeshkachech Yerushalayim, tishkach yamini. If I forget you, Yerushalayim, which, again, we always understood that that Pasuk is us talking. We, the people, the exiles to Bavel, say, Rabbeinu Shalaylam, Yerushalayim, if I forget thee, I will forget my own right hand. I am powerless. But here, right, we found in that psikta that it's as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying it. Hashem says, my right hand is reserved for the re- redemption of Yerushalayim. And then I'm going to bring it out and I'm going to use it, and I'm going to exercise it in its fullest strength at that point in time. That's Kate's Hayamin. Why am I telling you all of this? What does this have to do with anything? Well, right here we have Kate's Kolbosar Balafani. And when I'm talking to you about Kate's Hayamin here, it's the most glorious, wonderful time. It's the most positive thing in the world. And here we have Kate's Kolbosar as a not positive thing as a not positive thing. But we found already in the Psikta that expression that it could be. Remember, what was the language of the Psikta? The question was, hayomim hayomin? Is it hayomim, which is a negative thing? Or is it hayomin, which is a very positive thing? Which one is it? Now, I want to share with you just let's look this way and that way. It's safe. I want to share with you some things here from the Zayar HaKadosh. Could somebody please play the Twilight Zone music? Okay. Right, we have something here from the Zayar HaKadosh. Excuse me. The Zayar in Parshas Teruma. And I lost my placeholder. Hold on. Okay, here it is. Here it is. The Medrash, the Zayar says as follows. The EU, right, it's talking about Yaakov Avinu, the same story that the Gemara that we just mentioned. And it says, it's on Kuf Lamedal Ramad Aleph in the Zayar Parshas Truma. He wanted to reveal to them that Kates. There is Kates, there is Kates. But there are two Kateses. There's Kates and there's Kates. Kates Hayomin is Kates Hayomin, there's Kates Hayomim. There's Kates Hayomin and there's Kates Hayomim, and they're two completely different things. Kates Hayomin do Malchus Kadisha Rosa de Mem Nusa Rosa de Malchus Ketayomin is the holy kingdom, the secret of the faithful, the secret of the kingdom of heaven. Ketayomim, the Raza de Malku Chayava, that's the secret of the bad kingdom. Raza de Sitra Achra, the secret of the other side. Dikri Ketz Kol Bosar and invokes our Pasuk here in Parshas Nayach, that's called the end of all flesh. Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal the Kates. There's a good Kates, and there's a bad Kates. There's a doomsday, and then there's a redemption day. Parshas Noyach is, practically speaking, referring to, unfortunately, to the doomsday scenario. But there's a Kates, which is a very, very positive one. Kates Hayomim versus Kates Hayomin. Let's read it. Again, another passage of the Zayar, and this is a Zayar in our Parsha. In, uh, well, we'll have, um, we'll, we'll have it here first again in our Parsha, and it says as follows, this is on Daf uh, 
Samech Beis Amud Beis in the Dape Hazor, where it says as follows: Kate Kol Bosar Bolafonai, Ravida Pasach Hidiyani Hashem Kitzi Umidas Yomai Mohi Eida Mechodeloni. David Amelach said, "Let me know my end, the measurement of my days. What is it? Let me know when I'm out of strength." Omar David Kamei Kutshbrichu Train Kitzin Inun. There are two Kitzin: Chadli Yemina veChadli Smola. One is the kates of the right, and one is the kates of the left. Okay, we haven't had that yet. So far we had Yamin versus Yomim. Now we have Yamin versus Smoil. Dixiv lekates hayomin. The kates liyamina, excuse me, v'inun train orchin lemeachbu b'nei nashel ha'u'alma. There are two paths that the people can pass through this world. Kates liyamina dixiv lekates hayomin in Daniel. Kates lismola dixiv kates som lachoyshech. He put an end to the darkness. Uchol tachlis uchayker. Mayel uchol tachlis. Bezimna didina shari al-alma. When judgment settles on the world, it can come with it with darkness, with cloudiness, with the shadow of death. Puts an end to the darkness. That refers to the angel of death. So he says, that's all that Kate's. When judgment settles upon the world, it stands in an antagonistic posture relative to the world, to darken the faces of creatures. What's Kate's liyamina? Hakadosh Baruch Hu said to Daniel, "You're going to rest in the world to come, and where are you going to be?" And he says again, it's all Kate's Hayomin. The Kate's, the Kate's Yamina, there's a Kate's Yamina, there's a right Kate's and a left Kate's, a right Kate's and a wrong Kate's. And he said, the Kate's Hayomin. And that's, uh, that's what David Amelech wanted to know as well. Tell me what my end is going to be. Is it going to be in the good end or is it going to be in the, in the bad end? So that's what we have over here. Noyach is a kates. There are two kinds of kitsim. There are always two kinds of, uh, of kitsim. And we have to see and we have to understand what, uh, what they are. Now, my friends, kates hayomim comes from Daniel. Where does kates hayomim come from? Okay. If we were around the table, I would be promising a donut to you. Where does Kate Hayamim come from? Who remembers? You're all on mute, so if you remember, I don't know. I don't know why you're all on mute. I'm okay with you being unmuted. If it works. Does anybody know where it says? I, know, I hear some rustling. Where does it say Kate Hayamim? Vayhimi Kate Yamim. And it was at the end of days. Vayave Kain Mipriya Adama Minchalashem. And Kain brought from the fruits of the ground a Mincha to Hashem. The carbon of Kain, the carbon of Hevel. What led to Cain killing Hevel is Miketz Yomim. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's that? That's similarly ominous, like we have in the days of Noach. In the days of Noach, Hashem visits upon them the end of days. In the days of Cain, it doesn't go that way exactly. And now let's turn to another passage in the Zayar HaKadosh. Kayin came, as we learned many times, before Kayin came from the side of the Malachamavis. Kayin maybe was born from the Nachash, from the snake, but not Hevel. Remember that from our studies of Kayin and Hevel? Kayin wasn't really Adam and Chavah's child. That's why he was so poisoned. That's why he was murderous. 
Hevel was righteous. He was Adam and Chava's child. Each one offered a carbon from their side. That's our Pasuk, the end of life, the end of all flesh. And that's why by Daniel it says Kate Hayomin. Okay, so I'm sorry, I'm being very mystical today. Some people may even be on here joining us for the first time and wondering if we're always so mystical. We're not always so mystical. But this is a very, very pregnant phrase. Right? Kate's kolbosar, the end of all flesh. We look forward to the Kates. Mechake Kates, we're ending for the Kates. But what you have here, and what we realize is that there are two kinds of Kates. It can go this way and it can go that way. And in fact, if you think about it, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Because what did we have by Kayin? What did Hashem say to Kayin? Cain brought his korban, and Cain was so upset his korban wasn't accepted. And what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say to him? Why are you upset? You don't have to be upset. You can make it better. Imtative says, if you make it better, then it'll all be lifted up. Your disappointment will be released, will be relieved. It, you can fix it. The kates can be the right kates. It's a fork in the road. It's up to you. Kate Hayamin or Kate Hayamim? It's so close. It can go this way, it can go that way. You have the ability, you have the choice. If we really want to get cool here, you guys want to get really cool? When Adam sinned, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, The land will produce for you thorns and thistles. It was the beginning of death. The Egyptians, when they saw the Jewish people flourishing, what, did it, what does the Pasuk say? And they were disgusted from before the Jewish people. Kites could be thorns. It could be disgust. Because it could be the end. But over there, by the way, who became thorn-like? Who was disgusted? The Egyptians. They said, oh boy, look at these people. They are having an explosive population growth. They're going to take us over. We are finished. Our end is near. is their, their end was near. Not ours. It was their Vayakutsu. It was their problem. Remember, by the way, what did Rivka say? When she was thinking about Yitzch, about about Yaakov Avinu having such a thing, Katsti Bechayai, Katsti Bechayai. And by the way, what's Yitzchak's name? Yitzchak, Keitzchai. Kate's Chai. This is written in the Arizal. It's written in Svarim Kedoshim. Kate's Chai. And Rivka said to Yitzchak, Katsti Bechayai. Kate's Chai. Katsti Bechayai. You know why Yitzchak is called Kate's Chai? You know what Yitzchak's significance is for us? Oh, tons of things. When you think of Yitzchak, what's the first thing that you think of? 
Akedas Yitzchak. You know what happened at Akedas Yitzchak? Yitzchak was a dead man. He was taken up to be killed. And then he came back alive. When Yitzchak came down from the Akedah, you know what people said? Well, people didn't know what to say. You know what the Malochim said? They said, Baruch Hashem HaMesim. Blessed are you, Hashem, who bring the dead back to life. What does that mean? Yitzchak died. He was brought up to the Akedah. We speak about the ashes of Yitzchak, but Yitzchak came back to life. The same way, says the Medrash, Pirkei Rebeliezer, the same way, the first brach of the Shemona Esrei is the brach of Magain Avram, the brach of Avram. The second brach of the Shemona Esrei is the brach of Yitzchak. Mechaya Mesim. Yitzchak is the paradigm of Mechaya Mesim. And what's that? Kate's Chai. He comes to the end and he comes back to life. Rivka says to Yitzchak, if Yaakov Avinu marries one of these benois ches, benois haaretz, katsti b'chayai. Then I see the end. I don't see the future. You see the ambiguity. You see how it can go this way or that way? To the positive, to the negative? It's an unbelievable thing. There's a famous comment. I don't know how famous it is. It should be famous. The Ridva in Meseches Zorah. The Gemara in Meseches Zorah tells you tells us when the Gula is going to come. It says, when these this year comes, if somebody wants to sell you a piece of real estate in Bavel, don't buy it. Don't buy it for two bucks. Why? It sounds like the Gula is going to come. Ask the Ridva, you know, we're now hundreds of years later, the Gula didn't come. What's going on? Said the Ridva, you're right, the Gula didn't come. You know what came instead? A traumatic upheaval of the world. Also not good to buy real estate around then. If a traumatic upheaval is coming, real estate tends to be, go down in value very, very fast. Says the Ritva, the Gemara says it could be a time of Mashiach. The world is going to come to a point that's going to change dramatically. There's a Kates in sight. There's an end in sight to business as usual. The end to business as usual could be the beginning of beautiful, unusual business. It could be Geula. Or it could be, heaven forbid, a negative case. The case of the smile, the case of the left hand, instead of the case of the right hand. It could be both. It's a fork in the road. Death could be the end. And death could be the portal to resurrection, to Tchias HaMesim, to the beginning of something new. When you and I, when we visit a cemetery, what bracha do you make? You know what bracha you make? Baruch HaTashem, Echaya HaMesim. Right, a whole long bracha that ends, Baruch HaTashem, Echaya HaMesim, very familiar to us. Asher Yotzer Eschem Adin, V'zon Mechilcha Eschem Adin, V'asilach Zerachie Eschem Adin. He's going to bring you back to life. Baruch HaTashem, Echaya HaMesim. Blessed are you Hashem, who brings the dead back to life. The bracha of Yitzchak. This Pasuk, where it says, Kate's Kalbasar Balafanai, where Hashem says, The end of all flesh has come before me. The end negative or the end positive? Remember, if the Jew, if the world does tshuva, why is he waiting 120 years? Why does he just do it now? Because you have a chance to turn lemons into lemonade. You have a chance to make this into something fantastic. It could be the beginning of everything. By the way, what's the what's the pasuk that describes Tchias Hamesim? The Rabim Miyeshene Afar, many who are sleeping in the dust, Yokitsu, they will awaken. And the pasuk goes on to say, these to joy and these to disappointment. That's the Kates. The Kates is the awakening. It's not the end. It's the awakening. Depends how you see it. Depends how you take advantage of it. Depends how you utilize that moment, that opportunity. Could I share with you something amazing? 
you have no choice but to give me permission. I control the microphone. Go ahead, oh, thank you for the permission. I want to remind you of something. So we learned a few minutes ago that Kate Hayamim was by Cain and Hevel. Right, which was like so to speak, like the end is near, the end of the world was almost here. But what does it literally mean in the Pasik? It was at the end of days. How long? Some say a year. Yamim sometimes could mean it could mean a year. Listen to what it says, what it brings in the Rabbeinu Yabachya. Hakol Maidim. He brings from the Medrash Bracious Rabbi. Whether you all the world was created in Nisan or created in Tishrei. Hevel lived for 50 days. From this we understand why there's an instruction to bring a mincha a meal offering on Shavuos. Keneged Kain ve'evel shikrivu mincha b'yayim chamishim. Kain and Evel brought a carbon on the 50th day. So we bring a carbon on the giving of the Torah on the 50th day. Kimitoich oisa mincha tisbara amita sanavua. Because it is from that mincha that prophecy would be verified. Fushakosov ayem Hashem al-Kayin. The first time Hashem spoke to a person was when Hashem spoke to Cain, right? Post Adam Arisha and whatever. Hashem spoke to Cain on the 50th day. And Hashem's awareness of what's going on down here became clear on that 50th day. Punishment and reward. Everything is included there. One has to contemplate from this the wonders of Hashem is Borach. How Hashem is careful about reward and punishment. He doesn't show favoritism to anybody. He won't withhold his reward not to give it to him. Hevel, who was killed on the 50th day, received his reward. How's that? Because Moshe, who's a continuation of Hevel, according to uh, many, he ascended to receive the Torah on the 50th day. And Cain, who was killed on the 50th day, was cursed for that day. Because on the 50th day of Matan Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu extinguishes the power of the Yetzer Hora. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why the Torah says Menachos can never be brought with Chometz, because Chometz is the Yetzirah. But on the 50th day, on Shavuos, we bring Bedavka, the Shtei Alechem, from the Yetzirah. Chometz Teofena. Because that's the ultimate Yevel, that the Yetzirah will be lost. And therefore, you don't have to worry about it on the day of Matan Torah. The Yetzirah is a non-factor. Beautiful. But what do you have here? It's unbelievable. The 50th day. The 50th day of Cain and Evel was an opportunity. It could have been the 50th day of Matan Torah. Later, that 50th day would be the day of Matan Torah. Or it could be the Ketayamim, or it could be, heaven forbid, the Doomsday. It could be the Doomsday. We have opportunities. A significant juncture in time that comes it can awaken us. Or heaven forbid, we can, it could just make us more stuck. Cain, why are you disappointed? Why are you having such a hard time? You can make it better. It's up to you. You can make it better. That's the Kates. The Kates Hayamin, the Kates Hayamim. There are different ways for it to go. You know, next time you say Yigdal, Mirat Hashem tomorrow morning, say Yishach Lekeitz Hayomin Meshicheno. Make sure you say it with a nun. 
Hashem will send at the end of the Yamin, when the Yamin is no longer tied behind his back, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to reveal his power again, because we have written, risen to the challenge. We say, We rise to the challenge, and we don't forget. We don't commit the sin of that your heart will be lifted and you'll forget Hashem. This is, uh, this is the idea. What we have here in this Pasuk is again, the end of all flesh comes before me, but it can go this way and it can go that way. The end could be the happiest ending, really the beginning of a different kufa, for the end of one period, so that there can be a tchia, an awakening, yokitsu, that we will awaken completely differently. That's what this story, that's what this part of the Parsha implies. Again, just one more time showing us that Nayach could have been a turning point that would have turned the world around. Litaiva for the good, Tshuva. And the waters would have been the waters of Tyra. But it, it didn't. That was not what happened. Bezus Hashem, I were counting towards the 50th. The 50th is a chance. It's the Yoival. It's a, right. What happens at Yoival? Yoival is everything that happened till now gets canceled. And you get awakened again. A person lost his house. A person lost his freedom. Yevel comes. It's like the blowing of the shofar of Yevel is like the blowing of the shofar of Yitzchak, blowing the breath of life back into man. For Tchias Hamesim. You know, I think I've shared with many of you on Rosh Hashanah's past that on Rosh Hashanah we blow the shofar because it's the anniversary of creation. And on a creation, Hashem blew the breath of life into man. And the blowing of the shofar is mimicking Hashem's blowing the breath of life into the human being that produces the ultimate kol, the ultimate sound. And that's the tchias hamesim of Rosh Hashanah. The Marsha says, if you haven't seen somebody for a year, the Gemara says, you say mechaya hamesim. Why? Because they went through a Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, everybody's brought back to life. That's the yoival. That's the 50th day. That's the Ketz Hayamin. That's the good ending, the really, really good ending that can come. You know, people, we're going through a hard time now. People sometimes say, vey, what's going on? It's like the end of civilization as we know it. Maybe. And therefore, maybe it's the beginning of a much better one. How's about that? How's about that? Okay. Go make lemonade, guys. (laughs) Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a wonderful day and a good tovach. Pleasure to learn with you. And a special thanks to Shia Burzan for making it work under the most, most adverse circumstances ever seen since the invention of Zoom. Okay, all the best. Be well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Thank you. Nice to see you. You're welcome. Nice to see you.